Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Movie Money Refinance, the show where we tell you who made money at the movies, or at least we used to when there was a box office. Uh, nowadays we just talk about whatever movie stuff we want to talk about. I am one of your hosts, Damien Michael Movies, with me as always is Shauna K. Green. Shauna, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. We haven't seen each other in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, month? Six weeks? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we are seeing each other now and for the very last time. Yes. Uh, this is the last episode of Movie Money ever. The, the show no, is cancelled. Uh, why why <laughs> you do that? I was building up a whole thing. Uh, I shouldn't do that because this episode is going to come out a month from now. Uh, because Shana, she's tired of Jamaica. Not you're tired really. of it, don't you? just need a little break. You need a, yeah, we all just need a, a break vacation, sometime. You know? I'll be back. You'll be back. You'll be back and then we can, we can hopefully... Everybody will be vaccinated. Life can get back to normal. We can actually do some proper episodes mm-hmm. regular basis. But for now, we have some good topics that we're going to be talking about over the next... Let's just get on with the show. All right. So what are we talking about right now? We are... Uh, so just... Oh, no. I'm, see, I'm still in the episode we were just discussing. I was about yeah. to say yeah, a certain movie just came out that we need to discuss. But uh, this is a movie show. But today we are going to be talking about some TV shows. Mm-hmm. And I can hear some people right now saying, nope, not doing it. Didn't sign up for that. We didn't <laughs> sign up for TV money refinance. We signed up for movie money refinance. And yes. I, people, I hear you, but just give me a second, all right? Mm-hmm. Because we are going to be talking about uh, some TV shows that have... How, how would you describe it, Sean? I guess I would say they are extensions of the movies or mm-hmm. the movie world. Um, it's the biggest movie franchise on the planet, so of course it got too big for movies. So they expanded into television. We're talking about the MCU TV shows. Specifically, we're going to be talking about One Division. We're going to be talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and we are going to be talking about the Loki show, which, if I scheduled it right, should come out this week. Uh, and we're just going to give you our base thoughts on it, what we think about this whole thing that Marvel is doing. Uh, do we think it's successful? Do we think it's been good so far? What do we think? That's that's what the show is going to be about. Um, so, Shana, why don't you start? Or you don't want to start with One Division or Falcon? Because Falcon just finished. So that's fresh in our minds. Um, let's start with One Division. All right. That's where it began. Um, so what are, what, what are your overall thoughts on One Division? Um, I thought it was fine. It felt different from the usual uh, mcu formula because i mean they just threw us into this setting and everybody was like wow wait what's going on this isn't marvel yeah and stuff and i liked it because you know it keeps you guessing what's going to happen even though i kind of figured it out but not for everybody everybody didn't figure it out but it's funny because it was there there were so many things that people were trying to figure out Mm -hmm. that they they kind of stopped trying to figure out the main stuff Mm -hmm. you know there there were the show had this energy where everything seemed like it meant something. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, it took me back to early in the MCU where every single line would get analyzed. You know, like there's a a, a shot in, I think, Iron Man 2 where you see Nick Fury and he has a, a big map uh, in the background and there's dots on the map. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you go online, you can find out what each of those dots represent. And it's like there's one in in the center of Africa and they're like, oh, that's a reference to Wakanda. Wakanda. And then there's one in South America and then, oh, that's a reference to the Incredible Hulk. Um, There's all these Easter eggs that Mm -hmm. Marvel would set up to, you know, um, branch off into their own films and their own characters later on. Um, And WandaVision had a lot of that. You Mm -hmm. know, every single character people thought would be Mephisto. Yes, every single one. And I... (laughs) Like, I understood it because Mephisto has a lot to do with the Wanda, the, the um, Scarlet, Scarlet Witch character. Mm-hmm. And um, especially the as it relates to the House of M storyline and the stuff with her kids who existed but then didn't exist and now exist again um, in the comics. And to have a show that was centering on Scarlet Witch, it made sense that Mephisto would be there because obviously it did seem like there was something going on under mm-hmm. this. Because if anybody hasn't seen the show, it's essentially the characters of Scarlet Witch and, and Vision from the Marvel Universe, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They get their own TV show and every episode is like it's a sitcom. 
Mm-hmm. And it's a sitcom from the different decades. So every episode is a different decade of sitcoms. So mm-hmm. I, I like. I really like that though, because I thought I it would, did, they yeah. would just do like you know fifties sitcom. Yeah. But then I realized it started transitioning into every decade. I was like, like this is this is cool. It this was cool. It was a cool. And thing they gave to you see. background info on that. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't just you know make it a fantasy or whatever. They actually gave background info, and I thought that was cool. You mean as to where that came from, that aesthetic? Yes. Yeah. Right. It wasn't just frivolous. It was mm-hmm. th- there was a root reason as to why mm-hmm. this was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought the reveal of that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as a show, I think WandaVision is probably the perfect thing for them to have started with. Because they didn't want to start with WandaVision. They wanted to start with Falcon and Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. which I completely understand. Because Falcon and Winter Soldier just feels like the MCU. It's mm-hmm. like an extension of it. Um, it's very much like watching the movies Winter Soldier or Captain America Civil War because it has the same characters of Falcon and, 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 um, and Bucky. Um, and a lot of the action felt very much the same. It even has a, a Sharon Carter from those movies as well. So... It made sense for that to be the next step, but I think, and, and they had to change things because of the pandemic, uh, and they decided to put out WandaVision first, because uh, WandaVision was supposed to come out right before Doctor Strange 2 came out, mm-hmm. um, and I think it was brilliant, it was, it was actually a great circumstance that they found themselves in, because WandaVision shows that they're not just the movie studio, mm-hmm. you know, WandaVision shows that they know, they have a grasp on television, and how because it wasn't just that they showed you how well they were able to represent TV from different decades, which mm-hmm. is just a flex to me. It's just like, yeah. oh, look, you think we can just do movies? All right, yeah. we're not just going to give you a TV show. We're going to give you... Because each of those episodes felt like they were, you know, you could watch an entire season of that kind mm-hmm. of series. You could watch a season of Wanda and, and Vision in the 50s. Mm-hmm. That's how good the episodes were. The characters, you know, the jokes, it seemed like there was some, some something organic here. So they did that for every episode, but then also the way that the show was structured, you know, where they have the, the little Easter eggs and they have the, um, the endings that, meet, that had you hooked for the next episode, like these cliffhanger endings, which is a very big TV show thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just felt like they, they just had this thing down pat, like they put in yeah. some work in this. Yeah, and I think they saw the chatter about being all of their movie universe just being the same thing. Yeah. So I guess I like that they experimented, gave us something different, mm-hmm. even though the uh, finale was kind of disappointing. Yeah, so that's where, that's, that's where things kind of fall apart, is all of the stuff that you, that or I think we enjoyed about the series up until the finale, it kind of went away and the finale was what we feared the most from mm-hmm. the MCU TV shows because it just felt like, it felt like episodes one is nine episodes in the series. Let's just say it's yeah, nine. Yeah, or eight, one of them. Yeah. Well, uh, if it's so, the first eight episodes were great. Even the, the second to last one, which is where it gets into Wanda's backstory and everything, um, which was just like a, a great. If you're if you're an MCU fan and you're following things mm-hmm. closely, you know, and you've been following um, Scarlet Witch's character, which they don't give her and Vision don't get a lot to do. In the movies, they're they're side characters. They're side characters in Age of mm-hmm. Ultron. You know, Scarlet Witch is at the center of Civil War, but that's not really her movie. Um, and Vision, Vision was mostly mysterious. Mm-hmm. And before you could even get to know him a little bit more, he got his head ripped out. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, but it, so it was a good way to get into those characters and also get to see other characters like um, Monica Rambo from Captain mm-hmm. Marvel. She gets to show up and she gets a whole new development, mm-hmm. which was really cool. So um, as an MCU project, it was really interesting. If you're a fan of the MCU, you get to see all this stuff get paid off. But then the finale... Kind of paradoxical, it feels like an MCU film in the worst yes, way. Yes, it was. Um, even when you go back to, so like the early MCU movies, they always, not even the early ones, because even up to Doctor Strange, they have this thing where the villain is just like a negative version of the hero. Mm-hmm. You know, you watch Iron Man and he's just fighting another guy in a suit and you watch Doctor um, Ant-Man and he's fighting another mm-hmm. guy who can shrink. And then in WandaVision, she just is fighting another witch, you know? Mm-hmm. Is the, those kind of tropes that the, the Marvel movies had gone away from, mm-hmm. we were brought back to it. And it was like, well, we didn't, 
we didn't really we didn't really want this. We liked what you were doing yeah. before. Like bring back the weird stuff and yeah. and let's see show me like what a future TV show is gonna look like. Or maybe mm-hmm. that's what the, the show is trying to say. Like this is what TV shows are now. We're just gonna bring you movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> um Yeah, so I would say the finale is probably the the worst part, even though it has some good moments in it. Yeah, There's I mean, some the build up was really good. I yeah. mean, because there were um reveals that I wasn't expecting and stuff. With the characters, even Quicksilver. Um, I knew that there was something strange about the neighbor. What's her name again? Um, Agatha. Agatha. Right, yeah. You know, you, you feel like there's something more to her. Yeah. But how it was revealed, I was like, all right, then this is cool. I like where this is going. It was a very good reveal And then of it. you had this very, very standard finale with this big showdown that yeah. like we've seen this a million times before. And it was just... I mean, the only good thing about it, you know, there's a vision out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still a little mystery around him and stuff. So, oh, sorry, I thought you were saying like there was a vision. They had an idea. Oh no, of it. no, <laughs> as in the vision. There's yeah, a vision out there now. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, that was probably my favorite part of the finale was the two visions. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the way that because what it did was it it took what was going on in the episode, which was not that engaging if i'm being honest oh chana wants a top up <laughs> why you have it huh that's how you keep shauna in the episode no that's a lie you just keep her drunk that's a lie <laughs> it's okay you can't you don't have to lie i mean if you like your alcohol nobody gives a damn it's fine it's a, it's it's i mean it's monday when this comes out but they can just listen to it on friday it's fine yep um Right, yeah. So uh, up to that, it was, you know, robot fighting robot, which is cool to watch. But like, how many times have you seen that? You yeah. Know? It wasn't. And it's okay if the show wants to be a show where, you know, you've seen that kind of thing before. and It's just another version. And that's mm-hmm. fine. People like the MCU for a reason. It's the reason the movies have um, lasted that long. Um, but they started from a place of giving you something different and unique. So then to give you something that was kind of the same. So I liked when they went around that and, you know, they started with the, the robot versus robot fight and then it went into just them having a philosophical conversation. Mm-hmm. And that was really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was when I was just like, okay, I'm back into this episode. Yes. And then I liked later on when all the, the action died down and they had more conversations about, you know, the meaning of this place and, and the meaning of this vision that uh, Wanda was living with. Um, and a really soulful, you know exploration of these characters and their their connection you know this is a a relationship which is very famous in the comics but didn't get that great of a treatment in the movies Mm -hmm. i'm glad that people were able to connect with them the same way that comic readers have because they have a really great love story uh and the the series did well in you know Mm -hmm. portraying that because they even had them like they had the the good times and then they had the fights and then they had the, the disagreements around the kids um but the only thing that that made me, I guess, the the most disappointed was that by the end of it, it feels like certain things aren't fully resolved, and I don't feel like it's where it's setting up for another season. I feel like it's trying to get me to watch the next Marvel movie. Yes, that's exactly what it's doing. Yeah, uh, because you see Wanda, you see you see Scarlet, which she becomes the Scarlet Witch finally. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, goes off into the mountains, uh, which is all Shauna has ever wanted to do. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like Scarlet, which was like your, you know, your favorite hero watching this series, because she just, she, she just said, "All right, I'm out." Yeah, went into the mountains yeah, to read her books. Yeah, uh, that's what I want to do as well. Yeah, but I think it was really bold of Marvel, because as you said, this is these are side characters, right? And for them to like give them more development the way they did, you mm-hmm. know, in that unique-ish way. Yeah. It was it was bold. I mean, yeah. I just wish, you know, it went out with a bang. Yeah, I wish they had stuck the landing. I still better. appreciate the series for what it was. It was entertaining. Yeah. It was different. I mean, it just shows that Marvel can do more than what they can do if right. they feel like doing it. So. <laughs> if they feel like yeah. it. Yeah. Or if they just bring on the right people. Yeah. Um, Because what I also appreciated was that it... it touched on something very real was like this this idea of exploring your own grief which mm-hmm. is something that people people t- tend to shy away from grief and you don't tend to see grief um portrayed 
very well on television, especially at least not in very popular television. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, like the sitcoms that they were referencing throughout the show. You're not gonna see episodes that kind of explore how to deal with death and trauma and Scarlet Witch as a character which is something that I've always appreciated watching the 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 movies she has been through some hell yeah you know like um and my favorite thing about the the whole series I would say is there's the because when you first meet Scarlet Witch in Age of Ultron um you know there's a there's that point where she and Quicksilver are explaining to Ultron why they do what they do. And um, she talks about the Stark Industries bomb that could have killed them at any moment. And it's a chilling story, but it doesn't come across that well when you watch Age of Ultron because they're telling you about it. You're not seeing it. So mm-hmm. for a lot of people, you know, when when they think of Scarlet Witch, they probably forget that. They forget that, oh, this is a superhero who used to be a 10-year-old girl who thought she was going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and they bring that to life in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And they really give you this this understanding of her throughout. And I thought to take a side character and to really dive deep into their backstory and to give people a reason to care about them, even though they already knew this information, you're just mm-hmm. re- repackaging yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really cool. I like that it was um, something that I liked also was as you're watching the different sitcoms, you're seeing how television changed and especially how women in television change because uh, Wanda goes from being the dutiful housewife Wife, who's, yeah. who's you know, prepping the, the dinner table for the visit from her husband's boss. And then it goes to the, you know, as it progresses throughout the, the, um, the decades mm-hmm. and then you get to the modern day and it's just she's just tired she can't deal with people and their crap (laughs) she's the kids (laughs) the the kids come in and they're just like you know mom can we get this can we get that and she's just like i just need a break Mm -hmm. and i like that i like that because you know a lot of those shows didn't give women the uh, opportunity to say hey i need a break you know you had to be perfect you had to have the fresh makeup Mm -hmm. the hair done every single day um, you had to make the meals, you had to make sure the kids went to school, this and that. Um, and it allowed, it, it, the, the show basically gave you an insight into how the portrayal of women has changed throughout the decades. And yeah, women get to be vulnerable on TV right now, mm-hmm. uh, which is great, which is something that's a, a positive thing. Um, but we also have to, there's a few things that we, we kind of have to reconcile with the series also because, you know, she gets to explore her grief, but she's also a white woman and white women get to explore their grief a lot more than black women or women of color in TV shows. Uh, I'm glad that the character Monica Rambo was there. I like seeing a black superhero, black female superhero. She got to do her superhero landing. Uh, you know, she got to absorb bullets and stuff. And you got to see more of her backstory. But it felt like they were parallel stories almost for a while. And then Monica Rambo's story gets cut off. And I get that she's going to do more in whatever series she goes to, if it's Secret Invasion or whatever. Mm-hmm. But just for right now, it feels like she got the short shaft at the end of the series of WandaVision. Mm-hmm. But Wanda got to have her story finished, which, you know, it's, it's her series. I get that. Uh, but these are just things that, as much as I like the series, there's certain things that are problematic with it that I kind of, putting them together, it makes mm-hmm. an imperfect thing. Um, but overall, I would say I liked it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it did more good than You bad, know, I when say. I saw Monica growing, I was like, how is she growing? And I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. Captain <laughs> Marvel was like in the 90s. Yeah, that's 20 so, years ago. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I was like, so how is she growing? Yeah. And then I remembered, I was like, oh, yes, yes, yes. But... As you said, I mean, I think she we will learn more about her. Yeah. Um, whatever they put there, put her in, because you know you can tell that she's gonna be in the next Captain Marvel movie, I believe. Yeah, she'll be in that, or she'll be in something. She's mm-hmm. definitely being set up for something. Yeah. All right, so um, we want to keep these uh, Blitz episodes kind of short, so I'm gonna move on because we're gonna record as much as we can today. Yes. Uh, let's talk about Falcon okay. and Winter Soldier. Yeah, this is another series that, you know, everybody's depressed after the blip. 
Yes, that's yes. another thing I forgot to yeah. mention. Yeah, WandaVision shows you that uh, coming back from the blip was not like as quirky, as fun as it was in Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. You know, because Monica Rambo wakes up in a hospital and her mother's died. Yep. There's panic everywhere because yeah. people have appeared. Uh, but yes, you're right. Um, as you were saying about the... Um, People are sad because of the blip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier delves more into that as a society. Yeah. Because honestly, I was not expecting Marvel to tackle that as well as they did. Right. Because, I mean, they gave voices to the persons, the you know, the regular civilians. Mm-hmm. I mean, the super soldiers are not regular, but they were regular. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, like, I like that about this series. I mean, it's just a pity the finale was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you're, you're. I think the. Um, I loved that. I love when they go into the world of the MCU because it's a huge, you know, franchise that we have, and as much as we get to see them in the movies, you know, it's not very often that they bring up things about the the world that's there, mm-hmm. and these shows are a chance to kind of delve into what is this world that we're in and how is it being affected by these characters because. Yeah that's very key for i hate when superhero movies especially because there's a lot of damages in these movies and yeah. they just gloss over everything what about the civilians how did they feel yeah that's why i liked civil war yeah because we get to you know see how they feel like you can't just gloss over the civilians like that yeah and and it because it disconnects your heroes from the world that they're saving and it's just like well why do i care mm-hmm. you know um I liked, yeah, I saw uh, I, Civil War, especially when it came to the Sokovia Accords and, and you know, um, the destruction that was caused in Asia Ultron and all these other movies or all these buildings get knocked down. Um, the blip is a huge thing, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a, a lot of people whose lives deserve to be brought back. But then how that's complicated. And a lot of people yes. brought that up when we were when that when Endgame happened, like. Suppose you were in an airplane when the blip happened and then when Hulk snaps his fingers, do you appear in the sky? Like, yes. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I remember at the time, Kevin Feige, you know, his, he, he kind of, I guess he was being tight-lipped about it because he, he didn't want to reveal too much. But he, he's, his, ascent, his, his reason was, you know, oh, Hulk is a smart guy. You know, he figured it out, which I guess, okay. But like, it's better, better than nothing. He's not a you know a political scientist. He's mm. not gonna be able to tell you what because ha- it's five years. Five years is a long time for a lot to happen. Um, so yeah, there's people who who showed up and they wanted to go back into their homes and their homes were inhabited Have by TV. somebody else who yeah. didn't get I mean, blipped. Election run. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, mm. a lot of that uh, and and it made for very sympathetic. Um, antagonists, mm-hmm. you know, because the flag smashers in the show, which is the driving force of the show, uh, they don't, they're not out for any selfish gains. You know, they are essentially fighting for survival. They're mm-hmm. fighting for people who can't fight for themselves, which is what super soldiers, you know, originally were supposed to be. That's what Captain America, his whole thing was to mm-hmm. be the the super soldier who can fight and and fight against evil. Except in this society now, you don't have a clear villain like a Nazi. So you're not just going to be fighting, you know, Hitler. What you're fighting is a government which is, you know, basically saying that you don't matter as much. So we're not going to put as much thought into, you know, relocating you or anything. And when you talk about governments looking at a certain group of people as not mattering, uh... I don't think there's any better way to do that than to have a black superhero who is supposed to be taking up this mantle of the American soldier. Mm-hmm. It just don't sit right instantly. So if they had come out with this and, um, you know, by now people should see that um, Sam Wilson was, he, he accepted to be the new Captain America because Marvel is not hiding that. They're not hiding the serious finale of this at all. Um, they put out posters of him. You know, if you go to the Captain America Twitter page, it's now Sam Wilson. It's not Steve Rogers. So they're all in on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they had started out with just him being Captain America, I think people would have liked it. But I think the way that they did it was much better because he does bring up some good points as yes, to why he did not me. just take the shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, they touched on race, they touched on the, the American military, you know, how they're 
they're not always right. Uh, very often they're not, especially when it comes to the places that they're bombing. Um, and, you know, even with Bucky, they, they talked about PTSD and, and um, you know, the importance of therapy. Um, and I also liked the way that, because there there's a, a, I don't know her name, um, but I, need, I, I, I probably should look her up before I say it, but there's this, this woman on YouTube and TikTok um, where she was doing some Falcon and the Winter Soldier reactions. And she she's a, a black woman who's also a veteran. And there's a, the scene in the first episode, I believe, where Sam Wilson is trying to get a loan with his sister. Mm-hmm. And um, Sam Wilson was blipped for five years. And he can't get the loan because he has no proof of income. And I didn't realize that watching it, but that's that's kind of what it would be like for a veteran coming back from overseas and trying to get a loan for, you know, what they're trying that's trying to true. live their life. That's a good point. But they haven't had any source of income. So the bank just says, well, can't really do it. Yeah. Um, and she has a very good line in that episode where she's just like, it's funny how whenever there's constrictions, they always constrict around us. And she doesn't specifically say black people, but she means black people. And the show goes from being very subtle with their, uh, you know, what they're trying to say. And then by the end of the series, they go way, way deep into what they're trying to say. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't hide it, you know. Um, like, I think he says at the very end, he's a black man wearing the stars and the stripes. You know, that's, you know, no blue eyes, no blonde hair. Mm-hmm. The speech that he gives at the end is very much like, hey, look. If you didn't get what we were trying to say, yes, this is it. it. Yeah, you get it. No, um, I really like that speech, though. I felt it. Yeah, and and you know, I I've seen reactions from people where they thought, uh, it was over the top. Yeah, it was too too preachy. Too, yeah, too that, preachy. That, that, that is expect. That is always expected in things yeah. like this. But but I mean, I think it is preachy. I think it is over the top. But I think it's trying to be. You know, mm-hmm. I I think it's it, it's the time for subtlety for the things like that is kind of over. Um, it's not something because when we watch movies and, and TV shows and, you know, entertainment, um, a general rule to follow is show don't tell, you know, you, you, you use a visual medium to get across your message. You don't just, you're not making a YouTube video. You're not just Mm -hmm. telling people things and yeah, that's great and all, but you know, I feel like the visual there is watching him say those words and -hmm. watching a character who has that kind of importance and power um, say those words, I think is important. Uh, So I I, I felt that it was kind of browbeating for me because Mm -hmm. I'm I'm kind of more conscious of these things and, and I watch a lot of movies. So cheesy dialogue stands out to me a lot. But... There's a lot of people out there who, when they see that kind of dialogue, is like nothing to them, you know? So to have that kind of dialogue, have important themes like that, I think is worth it, even if it seems mm-hmm. a little bit um, over, over the top. top. Mm-hmm. Um, I got two people I want to talk about for this series. Well, three, I guess. But two people I want to talk about. One I really enjoyed and one I absolutely hated. I hated John Walker. <laughs> I hated him. And not just because I was supposed to hate him. But I hated him because he felt utterly pointless. Like, all he is, is he, he is an interruption to Sam getting the shield. And he's, he's an example of the worst thing that could happen if mm. you give anybody, you know, any soldier, the soldier serum, super soldier yeah, serum or the but shield. But you know, Damien, I kind of blame the writers on that because the, uh, the finale kind of rendered him useless absolutely useless yes so um i honestly expected more from the character yeah way way more especially in the end and then how you know what continue no I d- <laughs> it's it's because i think when when he starts out i think he's a great um foil you know they mm-hmm. they bring him in and they're showing um that sam sam wilson and and bucky barnes they're they're cagey about him but you know he is good with the shield. He does do some things effectively. He's trying his best. Um, and they they showed you what they gave you at the very beginning of the Captain America series where um, before he gets the series, he's told, you don't have to be a perfect soldier. You have to be a good man. And the fourth episode is where they really show that because that's where Sam Wilson decides, hey, look, we're not going to fight this girl who is 
making some great points, who is the main villain of the, of the, the series, Carly. Um, we're going to have a conversation with her, right? Because he's a good man. And also, I love that they brought back the fact that uh, Sam Wilson was a, a, um, a veteran counselor. Like, that was there in, in The Winter Soldier where he was counseling veterans on how to deal with their trauma mm-hmm. and everything. To bring up back that character detail in a meaningful way in the story, that was, I thought that was incredible. Um, and then John Walker decided to go and cut somebody's head off with the yeah. Captain America shield. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as much as that was like a, an, on, you know, a really intense moment, it served a purpose. It showed how far off the edge he had gone. And then by the finale... You know, they kind of have a little moment where he has his moment of redemption, where he's pulling the van that's been, you know, about to, to fall off the, the scaffolding. But then the very end of the episode, I feel like this character has learned absolutely nothing. Nothing. You know, he's like, oh, I got some new threads. Yeah, I'm back, baby. Yeah. He's like, what I mean, did you learn? The, the series didn't do him justice. I feel like they could have done more with that character. Yeah. I mean, I think where we were, as you said, we weren't supposed to like him. Yeah, I mean, you weren't supposed to. Yeah. You mean you have, we, we've spent, what, the last 12 years or so watching um, Chris Evans as our Captain America, mm-hmm. the model citizen, the model soldier, and then he comes in out of nowhere. He's yeah. not a super soldier. Not. Instantly, everybody hated him. Yeah, so, yeah, but as I said, I think the writing didn't do him justice at all. Yeah, because it... it 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 feels as though he's building up to serve a point mm-hmm. and his character is going to maybe gain some humility, maybe um see the error of his ways. Um you know, because he fights he fights Bucky and Sam ideologically on what it means to be Captain America. And by the end, when he sees Cap when he sees um Sam Wilson as Captain America giving the speech, he looks like he has this kind of knowing like, okay, oh, now I get it. Mm-hmm. But then the very end, end betrays yeah. all of that. Yeah. So I just hated the execution of that character. <laughs> I love the lead up to it. I love yeah. his performance because he was so hateable. Yeah. Like every time he opened his mouth, I, you, like, you saw Bucky and Sam just be mm-hmm. like, this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I, I hated him so yeah. much. Everybody hated him and you yeah. were supposed to. But then when, when he's supposed to be likable at the end, then he just does it that. just doesn't it doesn't go anywhere and it feels like it was a, a waste of time but where where i actually really liked was isaiah bradley mm-hmm. so back in back when winter soldier was coming out um i went back and read a lot of the comic books of the captain america story particularly there's a writer ed brubaker who did a a very influential run on so all the movies that you're seeing today, Winter Soldier, Civil War, well, not really Civil War, but the character of Captain America in Civil War and the character of Bucky and this whole thing about getting the shield after Captain America, you know, passed on. That came from Ed Brubaker's work. And somewhere in that series, I'm not sure if he was the, the writer of this one, but there was this comic book series called um, Captain America, Red, White and Black. Um... Actually, let me get the writer of that right. Because I don't want to attribute it to someone who doesn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, that was where this character of... Um, all right, it was written by Robert, Mor- Robert Morales. Uh, it was in 2003 when that came out. And um, it was... He's a character who, as you saw in the series, experiments were done on him to give him the super soldier serum. And rather than be celebrated like Captain America, he was shunned and he was removed from United States history. Um, And it's based on a very real world thing that happened where, and I want to get this right because I don't want to misinform people because there's too much misinformation on the internet. Um, But yeah, so the the Tuskegee study or the Tuskegee syphilis study, I'm going to read this right from Wikipedia. It was an ethnically abusive study conducted between 1932 and 1972, the purpose of which was to observe the natural history of untreated syphilis on African-American men who participated in the study, being told that they were receiving free health care from the federal government of the United States, and they were not. So here you have a group of people in, in between, you know, in, in a, a span of 40 years who are being told they're getting free health care and they're being injected with a disease. 
they're being treated as guinea pigs. And this is in a year where a pandemic hits and, you know, you have suddenly this huge push of vaccinations. Mm -hmm. And you have a lot of people, you know, in the black community who are not very trusting of vaccinations. Mm -hmm. And because of all of this, you know, when you see the the, the people who um, who are anti-vax for ridiculous reasons, misinformation that they read on Facebook or whatever, you know, the people who go out and say, oh, vaccinations cause autism and this and that, who don't really have a real historical reason to fear government action like this, to have a show bring up those issues. I just think it was the perfect thing. And I've always wanted to see Isaiah Bradley portrayed on screen because I think it's mm-hmm. such an important character. It's an important thing that Marvel's, um, you know, their books were able to do. Uh, and it, it, it kind of legitimizes, it brings to the forefront this history that has been either lost or purposely forgotten. Um, and I thought, you know, he had some great points in the show. I thought he was portrayed excellently. Um, you know, and the, the, the fear that I had was that they were just going to be using Isaiah Bradley in order to get to his uh, grandson. So his grandson, who you see in the show... Um, uh, I read that he's an important character. Yeah, so he plays... So he's the character of Patriot. Um, and Patriot is essentially like a little Captain America. Um, and he's a part of the Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. Now, Marvel is pushing his Young Avengers thing hard because he, as you see in one division, you got two super-powered little kids, mm-hmm. um, you know... I mean, they disappeared, but you, you saw hints that they're coming back as well at the end of that series. You also got Miss Marvel, who is a young superhero as well. You got Hawkeye, which is a young superhero. So they're, they're putting in the puzzle pieces for this big Young Avengers franchise. I really hope they change that name because Young Avengers sounds okay for a comic book reader. I can't imagine saying to a friend of mine at work, yo, Just you want to go watch Young Avengers? Young Avengers? <laughs> Nobody going to want to watch that. Of course. <laughs> um, I mean, people are going to watch it, but it just yeah. doesn't, it's not a cool name. Yeah. You know, you got like Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. Oh, what's next? Young Avengers. No. <laughs> it sounds like you're going to watch Tony Stark in high school. Mm-hmm. All right. I'd actually, no, because I did a show like that back in like 08 and I didn't watch it. So I'm not going to watch that. Um, but I thought if they're going to bring in Isaiah um, Bradley, they would only be doing it to get to his grandson mm-hmm. and just to build up that character. So I liked when, you know, you saw him in, in the think the second or third episode, but then you don't see him again. And I, that worried me. I was like, they better bring this guy back because you can't just show Isaiah Bradley and not go into his history because that character, his whole point is to show his history to people because it reflects a real history that people have been ignoring for years. Um And so when they went into like the fifth and sixth episode and he gets to go into what happened to him, um and in the fifth episode where he's talking about how he had to save his his fellow soldiers you know he broke um command and he went and saved them and he brought them back exact same thing that captain america does in that first movie Mm -hmm. because he's because steve rogers is told nah they're dead but he goes and he goes and saves bucky and all the howling commanders and thing and he comes back he gets celebrated as captain america isaiah bradley is just like nah you're you're going to jail you broke the rules Mm -hmm. um and I think all of these ideas, I think they were really great. I'm glad they were brought forward because mm-hmm. it it made Sam Wilson's decision to become Captain America a thoughtful one. And it showed the difficulty in making it. And it made his decision finally that much more meaningful. Like despite all of this bad history, you know, he's being he's knowledgeable about it. He's not just going in blind and putting on a uniform for just anybody. He's going to be a different kind of Captain America, America. Mm-hmm. which he was like when you watch him in the final. I love the final episode. Uh, I don't like the second half of it. I think the second half of it, it, it kind of falls apart. A lot of stuff that is messy. Um, but I love watching like him flying with the wings and the yeah. shield. And I love the suit. The suit looks good. It looks exactly like um, his because um, the Falcon becomes Captain America in the comics. And it looks exactly like his suit in the comics. Um I like that he doesn't take the super soldier serum, you know, mm-hmm. like he just has some vibranium wings and that's how he compensates for it. Yes. Um, 
yeah, it was just like visually, it's cool to watch him do so many things with the shield. Mm-hmm. Like he's throwing it through windows and yeah. catching it, and he's flying out, and he, you know, he's doing a barrel roll, but he has a shield over his head, so he throws it through a um, helicopter window. Um, I mean, the shield physics still don't make no goddamn sense. Yeah, but it <laughs> doesn't. But I love it. I but love the yeah, shield. it's very, it's very much entertaining. Um, so oh, I would say overall, I liked, I liked both of these series. Um, Falcon and WandaVision. I like, uh, but, you know, like, as we said, it has, it has lots of problems. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought the episodes for Falcon and Winter Soldier, especially when, when they get to the Carly character by the end, um, I thought her, the resolution of her story was kind of lazy. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, she, she dies yeah. and uh, that's it. Yeah, because honestly, the uh, finale, I feel like they rushed it. Yeah. It feels like it should have been another episode. They should have had that like split into two episodes. But it felt really, really, really rushed. Yeah. Uh, especially the things with Carly. I mean, she's there, she's fighting for her cause, and then boom, she's dead. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. But I, li- I also like the fact that um, Zemo is brought back for this one. I think he's... That's true, yeah. I mean, his story kind of mirrors hers in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he was really pissed about what happened in... Um, Sokovia. Age, yeah, it was yeah. Sokovia. So he he was one of those sympathetic villains, mm-hmm. such like just like her. So I think he was perfect for this one. I think, yeah, and uh, he's also just in the DNA of Captain America, mm-hmm. which is what this show is. He's one of Captain... And also, I want to say, I love the fact that the first episode, you have Falcon fighting against Batroc, mm-hmm. and uh, Batroc being a Captain America villain from Winter Soldier. It was just like, oh, yeah, no, he can he can hold his own against a Captain America villain, yeah. so he can be Captain America. There's going to be people who are just like, oh, he doesn't have the super soldier serum, mm-hmm. he can't do it. It's yeah. like, shut up, he has wings. Yeah. All right? And trust me, he's very, he's good in combat. I love the way he uses the wings, yeah. too. Like, he's burning people with the jets, and he's, yeah. like, smacking them with, yeah. I just, it's just really great. Sometimes it's just the little things, you know? Yeah, they're you very much thought po- out. You don't have to have powers to be effective. Yeah. That's why I love, um, I love the shield. I just love how it's used. Yeah. And stuff, yeah. Um, but yeah, on Zemo, that it, I like that they brought him in the show, but it was really surprising what they did with the character because mm-hmm. he, in Civil War, you don't really see him talk much. So he doesn't have that much personality. You know, it's kind of like when he's on screen, he has to explain what his plot is and because he doesn't have that much time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't get to know who he is personally. He he's just a weird dude. Like he, yeah. he and he's super rich. I did not know he was that rich. Yeah, yeah, because he's a he's um, Baron, Baron Von Zemo yeah. in the comics, and they yeah. don't really explore that in the movie. I mean, the man is like some Batman. Well, maybe not Batman. But I mean, he's rich. Yeah, <laughs> he he got he got planes. He got cars. He got Everything. fleece jackets. Yeah, <laughs> he got so butlers who were gonna blow up people for him. Mm-hmm. And also, I thought. Um, you mentioned the finale with um Carly being lazy. I think they yeah. kind of handled Char- Sharon Carter a bit lazy as well. Because I had a feeling that she was probably the power broker, but mm-hmm. how it's revealed, everything just seems so lazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything in the finale was... R- and yeah. that's the thing. The, the finale, they had a lot to cover. And it, it's, it's difficult because, yeah, maybe they should have just had another episode because exactly. the, the fifth episode the show slows down dramatically and mm-hmm. it's one of the best episodes. Yeah. You know, you get to spend time. That's where Sam Wilson and, and Isaiah Bradley have their sit-down conversation. You know, um, you, you see John Walker, he's dealing with the, the fallout from being Captain America. Uh, you see Bucky, Bucky and Sam, they're fixing up the boat and everything. Like, you just see them kind of breathing, dealing with the world that they're in. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's what that was a good episode. Then you go to the sixth one. It's like a complete heel turn. It's just like action, yeah, action, action. Yeah, and it's and just rushed. The pacing was really bad on that one. Yeah, and even when you get into the 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 you know the smaller stuff, the character stuff, it just moved through so quickly. Like the John Walker thing at the very end is like one scene, boom, done. Next one, okay, Sharon Carter. Let's set her up, boom, done. Um, and again, it goes back to the thing with One Division. They're just setting up another MCU show because two days after, not MCU show, MCU movie, two days after this show finishes, Captain America 4 is announced. 
It was? Uh, yeah, it was. You didn't see this? No. Captain America 4 has been announced with the um, showrunner of um, showrunner and, and co-writer of Falcon and the Winter Soldier really? is going to be writing the new Captain America movie starring Sam Wilson. So you're going to... I'm 100% sure. You're going to see John Walker. You're going to see yeah. Sharon Carter. You're going to see Bucky. You're going to see Zemo. All your favorite characters are going to be back well, in the Captain America not, movie. I did not... Yeah, but I mean, that's that's why it felt like those things were so rushed because, you know, they they want these characters to be at a certain point so they can start from that point with a new movie, um, which is fine. But, you know, you got to give yourself more time to do that. Six ep- and also, it doesn't help that this series felt like a six hour movie. Mm-hmm. You know, One Division feels like episodes, feels like a TV show. Mm-hmm. If Falcon and Winter Soldier had come out first, You'd be you'd have so many articles being like, uh, Marvel just can't shake the movie thing because they their show just ended up being a six hour long movie. Um, so yeah, it, the finale is trying to lead into a movie. I'm sure the movie will be fine. I just hope it doesn't have like a third act problem, which is what this show essentially had. Was like yeah. by the third act, it was a mess. Um, a few other things to note before we go on, just to give our our little. Maybe predictions about Loki, because we're going to finish out this episode soon. I like seeing Wakanda, or the Wakandans back. Mm-hmm. Um, Ao, who we didn't see, who we saw in both Civil War and um, in the movie Black Panther. Um, a character who just kind of like Zemo. You see little bits of her, but you can tell that there's more, and mm-hmm. they, they go into that with the... Um, I, love, I love Bucky in the series. You know, you mm-hmm. get Bucky and Sam... They're not just sidekicks in this series. They, they they express their own opinions and it's not just having a conversation with Steve Rogers. Um, which there's a limitation with being Steve Rogers' friend because he's always right. Um, mm-hmm. Which is why, you know, Tony Stark can work with him because he goes against him and they, they, you know, go back and forth. But with Sam Wilson and, and Bucky, it's kind of like, all right, Steve, what do you need to do? All right, let's do it. You don't really get mm-hmm. to go into what they think about certain things. I liked seeing Bucky and Sam with their banter. I think in the beginning it was kind of like they were forcing it because mm-hmm. you didn't really see these characters on their own, much less interacting. Um, I like that the first episode separates them, so you get to see Sam Wilson's life with his sister and his his nephews, Bucky with his apology list and you know his um, dating life, which is <laughs> horrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, some cool stuff in that series. Uh, what you, overall? I liked it. You liked it, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, which do you prefer? Um, Captain America. Hmm. I didn't expect that from you. Yeah. I thought you'd say One Division. I think I prefer One Division. Um. I mean, I like I like seeing I like Sam Wilson as a character a lot. You know, he he, he gives me the same feeling as watching Steve Rogers. Like, oh, I guess I'm going by the uh, finales. I thought the One Division finale was worse. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I would say mm-hmm. as messy as the Falcon and Winter Soldier finale is. Mm-hmm. No, I'd still go One Division because I didn't feel like I didn't feel like characters were betrayed in One Division. Mm-hmm. At the most you'd see is maybe Monica Rambo, but she doesn't get betrayed. She just her character is cut off until a future thing. John Walker's character is just doesn't get to learn anything um sharon carter is it's a reveal that was teased and teased and teased and unlike the agatha all imagine if they had done that like power broker reveal in like the fifth episode Mm -hmm. and then they have to talk with her and just say why are you doing this like get into her character a little bit she's just still an enigma Mm -hmm. so um falcon and the soldier is just teasing me too much i want more you know substance in the show (laughs) um all right so before we close out Let's talk about Loki because it's about to come out this week. Um, what are your what are you looking forward to? What are you afraid of? Go. Well, one thing's for sure, it's not Loki being depressed because he's dead. It's an altern yeah. alternative <laughs> universe. So. It's it's Loki at the height of his powers. It's right after Avengers, which mm-hmm. is when everybody loved Loki the most. Yeah. yeah. I mean it looks different. I mean, I tweeted that it doesn't look like the standard mcu movie mm-hmm. just looks like a more action movie to me it looks different from an mcu movie but more than likely it's going to you know become an mcu movie but i yeah, like what yeah. i saw in the trailer um it looks like it's gonna be um looks dark too it looks yeah. dark but also very kind of quirky 
Mm-hmm. Like it's going to have like a, a a wit about it, which makes mm-hmm. sense for Loki. Mm-hmm. Um it looks like it's going to be more on the side of one division where the episodes are, you know, more isolated where mm-hmm. it's not going to feel like cuz it's like I think it's different universes and thing cuz Loki he's out of time and he's with this organization that monitors time and breaches from time on different universes and Loki has to go and clean all that up. So it seems like every episode you'll have different characters, different settings and stuff, mm-hmm. which I like. I think that sounds um, exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to Tom Hiddleston because he's never just, he's never missed as Loki. He's mm-hmm. always been Loki. the most engaging. Well, not in with Thor Ragnarok, there were other things going on, but in every other Thor movie, as long as he was on screen, you were good. Mm-hmm. He's the saving grace of Thor of the Dark World. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the thing I'm most trepidatious about is, as you said, the um, the lead into the movie thing. Thor Love and Thunder is coming out. There is no way in hell this show is not leading into yes. Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> you know, and and... I'm okay with that for Loki because it's expected. He never stays dead in the comics. Mm-hmm. He's always got a trick up his sleeve. He's died like three times in the MCU. You know, he died in in um in Thor. He drifted off into space and he died and then he got stabbed in Thor the Dark World and then he came back as Odin. Um and he got his neck snapped in in Infinity War. And mm-hmm. now he's back yeah. in in Endgame. So um so he never really stays dead even if it's a different version of loki or whatever mm-hmm. um so it's i think it's okay for me if he comes back in thor love and thunder mm-hmm. i don't really care it's okay and i think it would be interesting to watch new evolved thor have to deal with old you know um loki. villainous loki yeah. i think that would be interesting mm-hmm. to watch them. it's not the the the, the, the likable loki i mean no. he's a likable character to me yeah, yeah, yeah. what he's doing is is is, is foolishness right yeah, but it's it's gonna be nice. Yeah, uh, this is gonna be like genocidal. I rule everything. I deserve yeah. to be the king of everything, Loki. Which mm. is gonna be interesting against um, a Thor who went through depression yes. and 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 had a, a stint of being overweight. Um, <laughs> I that I I'm interested to see those versions of those characters come together. Mm-hmm. People will be like, oh, death should mean something. They're like, I don't care. It's mm-hmm. fine as long as it's interesting. Do something yeah. interesting when you bring people back. That's fine. Mm-hmm. just if that if this finale becomes like i you know follows his track record of being underwhelming just so it can lead into a movie um i'm gonna be upset so yeah. uh anyway that's the mcu shows um i think that's it anything else you want to discuss about the mcu shows no. anything we missed anything that's I been mean, on your mind keep up the good work marvel just work on those finale yeah just like take a, a, a next draft at those um those final scripts you know mm-hmm. those final episodes just, just tweak them a little bit yeah uh or send it to us send <laughs> us the episodes and and we'll tell you if it's good or not yeah <laughs> all right so let me just bring up the outro music right there sweet jazz music sweet jazz music all right thank you all for listening to another episode of movie money refinanced uh hopefully shauna comes back soon right now it is gonna it is the beginning of june so i'm probably sitting at home crying because shauna has left me uh <laughs> shauna is probably out living her life and hasn't thought about me once in weeks i guarantee you all right <laughs> uh thank you for listening i am damien michael movies you can find me on twitter at damien movies that's d-a-m-i movies you can find me on instagram at damien michael movies shauna they can find me at shauna WTF. right now on the 27th of april they can find you at shauna WTF. Yes. i have no idea what your handle is going to be in june when this comes out <laughs> uh you can find all the episodes of movie money refinance on soundcloud stitcher google podcast apple podcast anywhere podcasts can be found and on damienmichaelmovies.com Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.